Welcome to the talk show for talkers from irishtalkers.com. Good evening, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers here on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as the talk show for talkers. And we look forward to your comments, questions, feedback, and of course, evaluations. You can also now listen to previous shows from this season on our website, irishtalkers.com. And we also publish the public speaking weekly. This is a roundup of links from the internet about Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership, grammarians, accounters. Look for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Ted Melamphy and I'm joined again today by the prolific, persuasive, passionate Paula Manning. Thank you very much, Ted. Thank you, Moira, and it's a pleasure to be here. And Moira hasn't been introduced yet, but the magnificent, multi-talented, mindful, motivating Moira O'Brien. I feel I ought to come up with a, 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 a snappy repartee for that, Ted, but uh, words fail me. Yes, I know that's because of the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real failure of a table topic anyway. Wouldn't it? When somebody stands up and says, words fail <laughs> me and sits down again, especially when they're distinguished toastmasters. I saw it happening yeah. at the Toastmasters yeah. meeting one night, actually. Yeah, but did you see it from a distinguished Toastmaster? No, 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 no. Like no. Moira O'Brien? This was an extinguished <laughs> Toastmaster, actually. So on no, I never lost to words, Paul, yeah, as you know. Never, I never. Mean. On this evening's show, we will have the usual mix. We will have a thought for the week. We'll have a word for the week. I think, even though we may not always make it quite specific, but we usually forage some very nice, juicy tidbits from the magazine. So I'm sure there'll be something there for us. In the second section, we will have not specifically an interview, and we are going to rectify that in the very near future. But what we have is we have something from an educational point of view that you will be interested in listening to. And in, in the third section, Paul will be talking about the role of the grammarian. Yes. Which I think is a beautiful role. And finally, we will be covering one of Myra's favorite topics, which <laughs> is... I don't know if this is my favourite topic, but uh, it's, it's how to convince a sceptical audience. That's an interesting one. It is. I'm That's looking forward to learning about you it. You only discover they're sceptical, <laughs> actually, when you start interacting with them. This is true. This is true. So is it what you're saying? Is it how you're saying it? Is it because you're saying it that they become sceptical? So that's an interesting one. Indeed, sir. Yeah, so, so again, that's going to be, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to give my thought for the week, and this is being given to us again by a very distinguished man, past at this stage, but somebody that all of you will, you will all have heard of him, I have no doubt. In your own simple way, you can shake the world. And Gandhi said that. Mahatma Gandhi, in your own Gandhi. gentle way, in your own gentle is way, the you can shake the world. Yes, anybody can. Yes, yeah. You just put your mind yes. to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Gandhi was a person himself who certainly shook the world with his stance on pacifism. Pacifism. And it's an interesting juxtaposition, isn't it? That the, the 
the word gentle and shake are two Beautiful, opposites. Yeah, yeah nice play on words there, yes. yeah. And of course, Gandhi, being a pacifist and literally changing the world by not doing non-confrontational, yeah, being non-confrontational, non-violent, which is so much so different to most other game changers, let's say, in the world over well, history similar, and today. You had a similar type of saying recently. It was a kind of a triad. First, the Laugh at you. Oh, that, that, that was a couple of weeks ago, yes. Yeah. Yes. But then there we are. If I then you win. One <laughs> thing worth being clear about, though, I think, is the meaning of the world. See, for example, Gandhi didn't change climate change. He didn't <laughs> change conservation of species. <clears throat> and often I find that people use, you know, so-and-so changed the world. And it's inaccurate because the world, to say I ch changed a piece of the world, is of course accurate. And then of course you have somebody who can only change a minuscule element of the world because they don't have a following, they, they live in a small place, let's say, so they're only able to influence a small fraction. But sometimes that person doesn't realize how much influence they can mm they can have because their arena is tiny. So it might be a good thing to emphasize that Gandhi was only able to change the social relations in the Indian subcontinent. He was only able, the only thing he could do was provide a model of um, non-violent uh, protest. But I would argue with you, Paul, that his influence, because of who he was and how he acted, his influence has continued even to this very day and I would say that he changed the world by what he did far beyond the effect that he had on his immediate environs of uh, India. There's and the thought that struck me there Paul when yeah. you said he only changed, I would drop the only. <laughs> he was able, not only able, but he was able and he certainly demonstrated that and when you say a small piece of the world, the Indian subcontinent is a huge, <laughs> huge continent. Well, let's, if you're and talking about And he certainly about the, changed the world. A piece of it that he changed was his world. Yeah. Well, now there you see, you, now you see you're both nitpicking <laughs> okay, and okay, okay. shifting your own ground. <laughs> okay. First of all, if, yeah, we're talking, mean, yeah. if we're talking about the earth, the yeah. largest okay. expanse on the earth is water. Mm. The oceans far exceed the landmass. What influence did Gandhi have on water? I would say relatively little. Mm. So Ra Gandhi had relatively little influence over most things in the world, but he had a huge influence on India, Pakistan, and in many other conflictual situations around the world. That is precision. Things like Gandhi changed okay. the world, that's flowery language. But, okay, Paul, stuff. again I'm going to take issue with you because you're taking the meaning of the word the world to be the physical entity of the world. That's what when, what when Gandhi changed was our mindset. He changed opinion, he changed the way people think. Now you don't think now, I disagree with that. The I mean, world... That, we take that for granted. But, but you see, that's the word the world 
does not only reflect the physical characteristics of the world, but it also reflects the people who live in it and the way people think and everything to do with them. So you are taking just one meaning of the world and saying he didn't change it, when in actual fact he changed virtually everything else. Well, maybe not everything, but a lot. Yeah, in actual fact, you watch your, um, what you're seeing is like, is like a contradiction of what you're saying, if you don't mind me saying that, <laughs> if you can get my way of thinking, that you're talking about the world, the whole globe, whereas what we're talking about is the world as it affects us. Right, that's so the, way that, I that's that's the world in Blarney, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> I okay. fully accept that. Did Gandhi influence Blarney? I, I take your point there, Ted. Of course he and did. If, we if had he hadn't, more, we wouldn't be speaking about you now, and we're all from Blarney. <laughs> Paul, what's your, what's your word well, for I'd this have week? To say, I'd have to say that the advent of the world change the world if you want to be <laughs> smart but the advent of the world into this conversation the arrival of the world the um, yes the arrival of the world mm -hmm. so what the my word for this week is advent yes now what does the word advent mean to you listeners is it a purely a religious word associated with Christian theology? Is it the short period between the start of Advent and the end of Advent, a, a small portion of the year that has particular religious significance? Four weeks before Christmas. The four mm -hmm. weeks before Christmas. Is that is that the part of the world that uh, Advent is relevant to? Have you ever used it as a word in ordinary conversation, in a table topic, in a speech, in a, in a job interview? Have you used it in the sense that most people would use it, which is the arrival? The arrival, that's The arrival of, let us say, the advent of drones mm -hmm. into our civilization increased the risk of airline catastrophes. I would uh, immediately, that is immediately yes, step in here and say rubbish. That, that would um, be to distract me and the listeners <laughs> from the point here, which is a word of the week and the purpose of having a conversation about the word of the week is really typical Toastmasters sense. It isn't done for its own sake, it's done to offer people a word that they can use in the coming few days. Now, the advent of the voice of Moira O'Brien protesting in the wings against some, in favour of drones because she happens to be a droner, that's a different issue altogether. The advent of people who train others on how to keep, how to write, let us say, security or safety statements yes, for their yeah. business, a hundred years I ago. I have certainly used the word ago. in the context that you're getting at, I believe, in that I did say one, one night at a speech that the advent of the personal computer has changed our lives. Perfect uh, example. It certainly changed uh, the lives of most of the people yes. in the room. Mm. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Mm, I agree. So emergence of something is another way of putting yeah, it. The, the emergence, the arrival of the The dawn of civilization could also be, if you wanted to use something yes, which was not a cliché, because dawn of our civilization is a cliché, you could say the advent of our civilization. Mm -hmm. That would get people to listen more 
clearly to everything you the birth. So Advent has to do with the arrival, the resurrection, the uh, uh, birth, the surfacing of something, and of course, yes, as you say, it does lead up to Christmas, and it, it covers that. So it's uh, definitely to be distinguished from a time when you abstain from chocolate, by mm -hmm. the way. So let's distinguish Advent from Lent. Yeah, well done. But there's That's a word, mm -hmm. anyway, listeners, for you to dwell on and practice using um, and think about you know, what you were like before the advent of your first speech. Excellent. <laughs> it's actually, it is an easy word to use. It can it is, be used, it it can be used in many no, circumstances. Word, yeah. But it is not a word that is commonly used in common parlance. Yeah, and not because but, of the religious Well, it's possibly, possibly because of the religious connotations. Maybe, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, since Toastmasters is an organisation dedicated in part to helping people enrich the language that they use, Point, yeah. it's a word that I think is very suitable. Yes, I have to agree with you there. Yeah. Okay. And we'll return to that <coughs> when we get around to talking about the role of the grammarian. Absolutely. And on that note, let's call this section to a close and come back to part two tomorrow, if you are listening to this on the day it's published, uh, when we'll have a very interesting piece from YouTube and from TEDx for you to listen. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every Friday afternoon at 4pm Dublin time. Check on our website irishtalkers.com for more information. <laughs>